This is Country in the UK, your country music podcast, 4,000 miles from Nashville. Hello. We're trying to record on a Sunday evening while both watching NFL. This no, I, 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 think it, I think it's actually a really good time to do it, kind of going forward, because we've been pretty bad, like the last couple of weeks at trying to... It's been three weeks, which is better than six weeks, to be honest. Um <laughs> But I, I kind of think going forward, like next week, obviously you're at the the first Jags game. We're both at the second Jags game, so we can podcast in two weeks' time, which will be the next yeah. one. Then I kind of think from there we try and sort of go to try and do like Sunday nights being like the time to do it, really, because it just sort of works for both of us. Until we kind of realise one of us is not paying attention to what the other one's saying, because if Cowboys game is on... Well, no, well, like, we're always going to be on, like, primetime, kind of, for most of it, and especially this year where we're really good. <laughs> because, like, you know, last time... We well, no, last time we did it, like, the season hadn't started, and we're, like, seen as, like, number one, like, and everyone's, like, power rankings. It's like, yeah, we're good, but, you know, we beat the Giants 40-0 because they didn't turn up. Then <laughs> we beat the Jets without Aaron Rodgers. Um, so... Yeah, but things are good. We're in an LF, an NFL month. I've got a good number sixteen for us. Well, I, I'm a shit. Well, last time we had Owen Morgan as a sixteen, I think we talked about probably the greatest NFL sixteen as a potential candidate. And this is the thing. Obviously, on Thursday night, you're obviously headed to Wembley. I am going to Wembley, and there's a very big 49ers fan playing at Wembley. Is that Tyler Richards also playing Wembley, who might want to throw in Joe Montana as being the, our number 16? So I feel like if we were to ask Tyler Rich who our number 16 should be, I feel like he would say Joe Montana. So I'm pretty sure he would go along with that completely. That's my early shout out for our number 16 for this week. My The only other option is that, like when we were initially going to do it, like it was just after the Lions beat the chiefs in week one so it's like oh you know the brand new lions and we could have gone with jared goff but they're stinking again already <laughs> um roy Keane was the other one yeah um kind of it's like the good sort of six things i could think of but yeah montana's you know the main one i'd written down kind of ahead to that that jags Jags country event on Thursday to celebrate Jacksonville's 10th anniversary of hosting games in London. And this year they're playing two weeks back to back. So they're playing the Falcons at home and they're away to the Bills, but they're away to the Bills at Spurs. Is that right? That is correct. Well, yeah, well, they're currently four and five, if you want the stats on that. So, you know, as far as the Jaguars. Well, yeah, so they, the Bills have played one game in London before, lost to the Jags. So Jacksonville have that one. But going ahead to the Atlanta game is the first one. Jacksonville 0-3 against NFC opposition. So that's a good sign for the Falcons. Yeah. The Jags have played at Wembley. They lost to Philly. They lost to San Francisco. 
beautiful Joe Montana like tie in there and also lost to the Cowboys, you know, the Tony Romo led Cowboys kind of right back in the day, which was kind of one of my real sort of highlights kind of everything kind of I think I probably really experienced like because like you know I, I listened to a lot of like the Cowboys podcasts and talk radio and all that sort of stuff. They were doing a lot of things ahead of the game. Uh got to meet the late great Kevin Cadle as well at one of those events, which was really cool. And obviously, you know, the way that Sky Sports are still doing stuff with the NFL over here. Neil Reynolds, actually on the subject to Neil Reynolds, when you know when they when he had one game a year here. Yeah. And we had like the fan rallies and stuff. So people it was in Trafalgar Square and like down Oxford Street and stuff. And it was just after like Neil had sort of taken over from doing things. Someone had made like a like a big cardboard sign that said NFL. And it was Neil Reynolds for the N. The F was face looks like a and the L was light bulb. <laughs> Which I thought was hilarious but obviously you know we we've got five games coming up here for the is uh so the jags host atlanta next sunday then the following weekend they are away to buffalo at spurs the chargers host the titans then a little bit later on miami kansas city in frankfurt like you know that's so mouth-watering because like the dolphins and the tour look like they look so good. But I I think they've even stopped showing those plays like on red zone right now because they're so far up. Well I say there was 30 something at half time. It was game over at half time, that one. So yeah, and the last game is the Colts playing at New England, which also is in Frankfurt. So exciting and it's it's good to have kind of nfl football or we've got the we've got the score oh i was trying to pause red zone but it kind of jumped off the screen too quick uh and the packers have just missed a field goal no saints <laughs> just missed a field goal so, so everything uh, for the uk kind of it all kicks off thursday night doesn't it really and you are going along it does. It's going to be really cool. So, like, this is quite, like, I've got quite a bit on this week, actually. Like, you sort of, it's weird. Like, at the minute, we sort of go through, like, weeks with not much. So, all of a sudden, it's like, oh, my God, I'm, like, really busy. I'm out every night. So, Tuesday, I'm going to the Bedford in Ballum because um, Alyssa Bonnegar is hosting another Alyssa Bonnegar and Friends, which this time is featuring her parents, so baby and the boys are over so they're going to be a part of that which is going to be a lot of fun uh down in ballam wednesday i'm kind of going to a cheeky little showcase thursday heading to the is it the ovo arena i think it's, it's called now Ovo wembley arena Ovo arena wembley one of them uh so for the to celebrate the jags being here for 10 years they're putting on an event with Clint Black headlining, where you have Tyler Rich, who we talked about before, Brian Kelly, uh, Alyssa Bonagura, they're going to be a part of that. I'm sure there's going to be some like Roar of the Jags action. Jackson Neville's probably going to be doing backflips off the stage <laughs> or kind of whatever else he sort of does. 
um and it's great actually because the thing was for so long like jacksonville as like a team and a franchise it was all about their mascot and now they've got quarterback um who so is yeah, it'll be interesting if this event is it going to be a one-off just as 10 years or is this going to be something they're actually going to start trying to do because it will be quite a cool little thing to add into the calendar each year isn't it that it's interesting to see if they'll repeat it next year because it could be quite a good little evening to especially when you've got three weeks of football in london kind of thing and they all is the chargers uh titans game of third week is it all back to yeah. back yeah it's literally you get oh, I, I wasn't sure like they all Ooh, kind of follow each other. other yeah no it does they've made it three in a row well, and to kind of sort of finish off like the football talk, we had like big NFL news, which is actually big music news really today, to be honest, because we've had the announcement of who will be performing at halftime at the Super Bowl in uh, 2024. Oh, I haven't seen that. Oh, have you not seen it? I'm not. This is breaking news. I'm... Oh, no, no, it's not really breaking because I think everyone else already broke it. But <laughs> for all age and our generation it's someone that probably when we were 18 19 you'd have heard constantly in nightclubs and you would have known the rap when ludicrous jumps on to do the hold the head hold the head steady i'm gonna milk the cow and through the whole of like usher's back catalog it was always being played so that's really really cool that like usher you know the king of r&b is gonna be, you know, doing that Super Bowl halftime. That would be quite a good set. How did you miss that? Because that was like I, the big. No, because I I sort of saw it. I saw like Schefter and kind of people like teasing it. This is around about the time where the NFL announced who'll be doing a Super Bowl halftime. Then about forty five minutes later, it's like it's Usher, and it's like hell yeah, I'm down with that. Then you <laughs> kind of saw all the memes of it. it's like. All the kids born in the 80s and early 90s, like that, pay no attention to the game. The second that halftime show comes on, are like just running in and getting so excited. <laughs> It'll be great. So, you know, we're going to be seeing the Dallas Cowboys versus the Miami Dolphins, and we're going to see Usher doing Yeah and Burn and kind of all these like bangers at halftime. So, it is just the challenge to stay awake to halftime. It's fine. The, the thing about it, I don't know. Like the thing about it is, like I struggle staying up now. I really do. But, <laughs> you know, I got but, lucky. I think mean, last year it was actually like the Sunday leading into like my half term week at February half term. So it, it worked quite nicely that I think I got to half time. At which point, just like oh, I've got things to do on Monday morning. Even if I'm not going to get into work. And now you've got even more things to do on a Monday morning. Now you have responsibilities. But, so we've talked about American football. Um, we haven't talked about proper football. Um, Fulham let us both down yesterday. I had Palace to absolutely smash them in my Acker, which didn't quite work out uh, for a delightful goalless draw at Selhurst Park. And I knew that nothing was going on because when I was sat at home, and I had a power nap in the afternoon. The noise from the ground that's less than half a mile down the road from me <laughs> did not wake me up. Um, so that says a lot. Um, but Spurs are still undefeated. 
Well, they're, they're, they're ticking over quite nice, actually, today. Especially as they, from going behind for the penalty, which, don't know, seemed a bit harsh. No, to, come to, straight to, down be fair, no to, to be fair, it's like, we got away with one against United. And no, it's like, that ball was going in. So, can't knock it. I think all Romero it. needed today was to be sent off. And he would have had he, Like, he just, yeah. Own goal, gave away a penalty, got booked. And I think he was close to getting a second yellow card at one point. And it would have been a great hat trick. We were fine. Like, Sonny got two goals. Like, Madison looked good again. Um, and I think, to be honest, if he'd have said to us at the start of the game, you know, you're going to take a point away at Arsenal, you'd have took it. Um, so, you know, there's only so much you can do. You can't have the same as, like, last week against Sheffield United when you're losing after 108 minutes or whatever it was and then, like, come out and win 2-1 with, like... Now, talking of Sheffield United, have you seen their score today? So they played Newcastle today and lost 8-0. Newcastle win, but Newcastle had eight different goal scorers. Like, surely that's got to be the first, you know, it's quite rare, obviously, you get more than four goals in a game. But even in a four-goal game, to have four different eight goal nil. scorers is quite rare. So, yeah, 8-0 and eight different goal scorers. That's impressive. Two of which were defenders, I think, as well. Oh, they'd be really good fancy points as well if you've got... Was Shah one of them? Sven Botman was. Hold on, let me bring it up. Long Sean Longstaff, Dan Burns, Sven Botman, Callum Wilson, Anthony Gordon, Miguel Almiron, Bruno Gimeres, Alexander oh, I was, Isak. I was going to say, a lot of people have had like Gimeres in their fancy team. So, yeah. So, yeah, um, eight... Eight nil, eight goal scorers to finish off the football for this weekend. Well, last crazy. last time I saw you was Wednesday night. Yes, we, we were went to church. We were at church on Wednesday night, drinking beer in church on Wednesday night. And I and I said the f bomb as well. Was, <laughs> I was talking to Colin, and it was just like. But anyway, why were we there? So it was. Apologetically Canadian night at St Pancras Old Church. Am I right? Saying? I get them too confused up. Obviously, it started very nicely with a lot of stereotypicals, sorries, as they came on the stage. But no, it was MDM recordings in Canada have basically brought over Jess Moskaluk, Tyler Joe Miller, Five Roses, and Don Amiro for a kind of a small tour around the country, which was quite a nice evening set up in a kind of a round style with each of them kind of playing a few songs, sharing stories, a nice intimate evening compared to kind of some of the shows we go to. So it's always nice to kind of change it up. All four of them, I think, yeah, definitely did their part to show why they are kind of making waves in North America. Obviously the main two were Jess and Tyler Five Roses are about to head out on tour with Dan Davidson as well. So I've obviously heard quite a bit about them through a couple of like the Canadian people we speak with. And yeah, Don Amero, someone we did some work with a couple of years back. So again, it was great to kind of see him live for the first yeah, time. Yeah, re really, really liked Don Amero. Like, was a big fan for so, like you sort of said, like that, you know, Tyler Joe Miller and Jess kind of probably better known and kind of like, 
five roses kind of mirroring kind of jumping out on the road with sort of people but like for me like don was someone i didn't really know too much about for incredible storyteller like really yeah. really great storyteller um and yeah it was it was just a it was a nice night it was nice it was really good to catch up with like carmen our friend who kind of um looks after the kind of jess on the management side and stuff the weather was poo it was horrid we were sat outside spoons when we first met and it was like raining it's like why we sat outside it's like well there's kind of like half a roof over us there's half a roof and the pub was rammed with arsenal fans so i went yeah, where it's quiet they were ready to head off to their champion the champions league yeah, yeah they must still be. it was but no it was a really really good evening something different and again it's a big, I would say it's quite a big gamble really for a record label to bring four of their artists over when really only one of them's played over here before. But yeah, yeah, Jess had only played like the festival, twice. though. She, so did, she came for C2C, yeah. she did the British Country Music Festival, and she did Long Road. Um, yeah. Long Road. Yeah, so this was her first kind of proper shows, I would say. So no, it's you hope it's something kind of a few more labels might now look at and think actually there could be an option to showcase and bring bring a group over in that same kind of way. Um, so yeah, and you hope it's we'll see a few of them again, really. So yeah, it's definitely a nice little evening. It was really nice little evening. We mentioned C to C. We're not going to announce C to C news, but. There is some C to C news on the grounds that the entire world is aware of this. That a certain artist mentioned when asked when they were coming to the UK, it's like basically said, I'm not touring, but I'm playing C to C, but wrote it as C as the word C, as in the <laughs> thing. Um, so in Leicester is another festival taking place on the south coast we don't know about. Um, we're, we're kind of assuming that it probably meant the festival taking place in March at the end. And they have just announced a huge North American tour that starts at the end of March. And obviously we're, we're not going to upset people and kind of go out and say that. But if you kind of haven't seen it, if you take the name of a rather large iconic wwe wrestler that was known as the big red machine uh, as the first name and combine it with the somebody that is a football fan from cleveland where you'd be a cleveland something uh, we'll probably tell you who that is if you don't know already. Um, but we, you know, we're excited. It's, it's a good start. I think it's a really good start. Um, <clears throat> we saw this person last year. Everyone saw this person last year. And I think that they're going to be someone that's going to go down really, really well without mentioning the name of that person. <laughs> we did well. We played the politics for kind of that and not upsetting people that we might upset but everyone knows um 
but it's good because I think that the reaction to it's been really positive. We're going to kind of see what's going to come later. You've kind of seen a lot of people are not able to be coming, but I think that for the fans, you know, we're going to hear during Country Music Week uh, in about a month's time who's going to be the lineup for that festival. Um, but yeah, we're excited for C2C. So that's going to come out. Oh, Taylor Swift's at the Kansas game. Well, she's a Philly. F- oh, oh, well, she's we haven't mentioned. She's in a Kansas jacket. Oh, she's in a red Kansas jacket. She's a fi- she's a Philly fan. She's a fan of the other brother, normally, but the entire world has got very very excited about the fact that T Swizzle and um, the beast that is Travis Kelsey um, <laughs> might be spending some time together. <laughs> but she, but she's she's from just outside of Philadelphia, so she's a fan of like Jason, like those dirty birds. Um, to be honest, wow, she's changing her allegiances at the minute. I don't, I don't think she'd do. I don't think anyone would do that. Like, I, I, I understand. I don't like it. the Americans are kind of worse at this than we are. That the fact is, if you're if you're a Sunderland fan and you grew up in the Northeast and you moved to London, you don't become a Spurs or an Arsenal fan. You're still a Sunderland fan. Whereas kind of in the States, they kind of don't have that level of allegiance that if you're, I don't know, if you're a Seattle fan or you're a... They do with college. Well, yeah, well, college is... Well, yeah, college, college is... Just... I think their allegiance, whereas professional, is not always... We have, in terms of color, we have some good banter. Like we just put an interview out today with uh, Reed Horton, who went to Auburn. Uh, so we had a really good chat, kind of, with him about uh, you know War Eagle and kind of the Tigers and stuff. That guy from Alabama. That's actually closer to Tuscaloosa, um, and one of his parents went to Alabama, and the other went. I think his mom went to. His mum went to Auburn and his dad went to Alabama. I can't, I've, I've, it's written in the piece, but like uh, one went to one and one went to the other and he went to Auburn and stuff. Um, but he was a really cool guy because he, I went and saw him last Wednesday at Bush Hall opening for Randall King. Um, big fan of Reed Horton. Just saying that right now. If you're an Eric Church fan, um, you will be a big fan of him and what he does. Um, such a cool guy. He looks like he's a surfer. He looks like he's from, you know, Carolina or from LA or somewhere like that. Um, such a great guy. We had a great time kind of like chatting with him and hanging out with him and stuff after. Um, but that's kind of one of the few gigs I've been to recently, actually. I've been out quite a bit, but not really going to too many gigs. We both went to Breland, yeah, but it was good. really fucking hot. <laughs> so hot. I spoke to Avriana before the gig, which is an interview that we put out recently. Really, really fun chat. She's amazing. I sort of talked in the last podcast about how fun and warm she is as a person. She's 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 got something she's so likable like she's 19 
she's young um but kind of comes across like quite grown up young if you know what i mean um yeah. so it was really and i you you'd sort of said like it was an odd mix to have her opening for them because she's she's one of those sort of people you come across that's very very positive but sings quite sad songs um and then you get sort of breland sort of going it's like hey just kind of jumping around and kind of like going batshit like kind of all that um but it it worked in a way in a bizarre way um with that gig at electric which was weirdly it was on like the same day as the Camden music festival so it was absolutely round outside and you had some of the most bizarre things going on in the day. They'd had um, Sugar Hill Gang, Billy Bragg, Shalimar. Um, Mate, look at, look at that for like a mix. Shalimar, Sugar Hill Gang and Billy Bragg. And then suddenly there's this huge queue of people going into um, for the Breland concert. It was the most one of the most bizarre things I think I've ever seen. You're like, what on earth is actually happening here? So, yeah, it was a bit of a stranger way to start a gig, I would say. That seems so long ago because it's like, it was so hot when that was happening. Yeah. And it's like sort of cooled off so much. Like, I went up to Blackpool last weekend had a lot of fun. Went to Cowboy and Co. So I went to the country bar up there. Uh, on well, we stayed. We had an Airbnb that was literally above it. So we kind of popped in there on Friday night, but we were there kind of mainly on Saturday. Went to Funny Girls on a Friday night. Um, which, if you've never been to Funny Girls or don't know what it is, I definitely. Uh, would tell you it's a wonderful, uplifting, positive, and hilarious experience. Um, it's a drag cabaret show, um, that kind of has lots of intervals and they do the performances with lip sync. Uh, a lot of them are based off musicals and like Disney songs, and there's a certain one to The Little Mermaid. And if you are familiar with the song Pot of Your World, where Ariel's sat in her clam and talks about how she has 20 Figma bobs, um, Ariel pulled out a Figma bob from their clam, uh, and their Figma bob was quite a large device that women might use to self service to kind of leave it on that. Um, which do you know the worst thing about it? Like the fact I'm, I, I spoke to my grandma because my, my parents have gone on a cruise, so my parents are in Canada at the minute. They booked it like three weeks ago and like just last minute got caught in a hurricane, so kind of like basically they ended up where they were going like three days early, so kind of had extra time where they were at St. John, I think. Yep. Uh, so that's where that that's where they kind of were until today. So I've kind of been really good and kind of like chatting to the, you know dad's mum, sort of you know while dad's away, not talking to her every day and stuff. 
And I sort of, I went to Blackpool by my and said, funny girl, she said, oh, I went to funny girls back in the day when I was out gallivanting. And it's like, well, it's like, I'm sure he told dad and mum all about that. <laughs> and sort of went. Um, but yeah, we, we had a really good time and stuff up there for the weekend. Um, it was a lot of fun. Um, that, that again, that seems so like long ago. Like, I went over to like Lords on Friday for like Middlesex's last home game of the season. Um, then I went out, got drunk on Friday night, standard as you do. What else would you do on a Friday night? Well, don't let's say there's not been too much to do. I got Netflix again, so I, I watched the Tebow documentary. Because after he was our 15 last week. Um, yeah, yeah. Definitely recommend anyone that hasn't seen it. Um, just massively fascinating on so many levels about it. The fact that how talented a player athletically he was, um, but so fucking unhinged, like through college. He enjoyed his time at college. <laughs> I love the facts about it. It's like people either go to college to play sport or enjoy their time. And he's like, fuck this shit. I can do them both. And it's like, that was fine until he got to the NFL. And um, yeah, it's, de it's definitely, I've seen this like there's ones about like the Florida Gators and stuff as well. Yeah. It's like a series, a couple of episodes on that. Um, so I think that's kind of probably next on my list of things to watch um, in terms of stuff that's coming out. Um, but I can be busy. I said before, I'm going to be busy for like the next, you know, couple of days and stuff. Um, you're out next weekend. You're going to Home Free. I'm going to go see Home Free next Sunday evening. Yeah, they're playing Kentish Town. That'll be after the Jags game then. Yes. Yes, I know that should be quite uh, a good day and evening out because Home Free, they're one of those bands who they've been over here a few times actually now. So, yeah, it'd be quite nice. They went to, massively vote with the whole like sea shanty thing, didn't it they? It was sea shanties and then they did a few covers of things and they did a few of their own songs. So, yeah, it should be quite a good one to watch, I think. Something a bit different. So that's your... That's your Sunday next week. I've said I'm out with uh, the Jags thing on Thursday, Alyssa's gig on Wednesday. Um, what else is coming up, really? Um, I'd say that's I've got Shania on Friday as well. Oh, you're going to Kingston? I I about, I, I, no, I was kind of thinking it's like neither of us are going to Shania. No, I'm, so I'm seeing Shania Twain in, well, to me it's Oceana, which is the most bizarre prison ever. Um, so yeah, I don't mean, it, you know, it's only going to be probably 30 minutes, 45 minutes show kind of thing. I'm not expecting it to be any longer than that, but yeah, it's a, it feels a little bit surreal. I've seen, who have I seen? I've seen The Who there and I've seen Stormzy. So it's always quite... Uh, why, why are you going to see Stormzy? Because that's how I roll, isn't it? Um, My God, Taylor's on the telly. She is she is cheering very loudly. 
for, for the Chiefs. It must be serious, her and Travis. <laughs> but yeah, so no, it should be it should be quite a good one to see. What time does that start then, the Schneider show? So it's like the 5.30. So basically, she's doing two shows in the evening. So yeah, so I'm going to the 5.30, which I assume it will be 5.30 till 6.15 or something. And then the second show will be 7.30 till 8.15. So yeah, it'll be, I still think it would be really quite a cool, cool thing to say you've been to. So something a little bit different. Nice. Like I, I, we kind of avoided like the big stadium arena shows. Really, yeah. I guess it's the Luke Combs big show must be coming up soon. That's got to be the next few weeks as well. So that's probably about a month away. I think. Like in in terms of stuff that's been announced like recently, um, Tyler Childers he's going on tour in February and March. Uh, he's just had a new record that's come out recently as well called Rustin in the Rain. Uh, Darius Rucker's also going on tour next year in late April, early May, and he's got a new record coming out at the start of October uh, called Carolyn's Boy. We've got a new Calac Free record coming out at the end of October. Um, oh, talking Calac Free, they've released a cool song on Friday, Double Wide Grave. Is that the one the Taylor Hawkins? Yes, so it was basically it was written. He was working uh, with Chris Shiflett around the time of when Taylor Hawkins died. So and it was kind of written around the same sort of time. So it's kind of been seen as a bit of a tribute to him, although it's kind of written about um, Jared and his wife. But yeah, it's kind of being treated as a bit of a tribute kind of track to him. But yeah, no, that is a really good proper Cadillac-free song. Is that, you know, you can't describe it any more than that. But no, so I that, really like that one on Friday. Was that out on Friday? Yeah, that came out this Friday. So that's the second track they've now released um, in the build-up to the album, which will be October 27th. Called The Years Go Past. Check that out. Good knowledge. I know. It's almost as if it's not written down right in front of me. Um, we've had a couple of other new records that have dropped since we last did it. Uh Brothers Osborne did their self-titled album that came out. Uh, Ashley McBride dropped uh, Devil I Know, um, which was really cool to kind of hear. It's like we sort of talked before about like getting to hear the one of the tracks off it, which she'd already put out called uh, Cool Little Bars, which Trick Savage did at um, Buckle and Boots, which was an Ashley McBride, Lenny Wilson and Trick song. Trick's obviously just been over kind of doing some sort of stuff in uh, Denmark with Foley and all those sort of guys. Um, so it's really great. And Ashley's coming back early next year as well, I think, too. I can't remember exact. I want to say April. Sounds about right. Might be making it up. So I'll give you a little bit of time to like check that as I kind of feel... Um, Pomely, they put out a deluxe version of uh, For You called For You Too. That came out on Friday. This has been um, the week of deluxe albums, it feels like. And the other one that we've sort of missed since we've been last off, I think it's probably going to be the competition for Caitlin Smith's High and Low as my record of the year. Um I saw that other people did not give it five stars or did not give it 10 out of 10. Whereas I think it's probably one of the few records I've heard this year that probably would have done. Bigger Houses, Dan and Shay, 
Um, yeah. That was last Friday? Was that one? Last Friday. Yeah, that Friday. was, yeah, so not Friday, but the Friday before. Um, just, they need to come back. Um, Balin, just book them to... They, they definitely won't play Bush Hall again, that's for sure. They, they need to headline Long Road. They're the perfect Long Road headliner. Um, I love them to headline C2C. I know they've got kind of tours and sort of bits going on. And they're doing all the sort of stuff with um, the voice in the US too. But um, the record's banger. Like, I I love it all the way through. It's so them. You know, Bigger House is a title track. The last rec- last song on it is just an out and out Dan and Shay ballad. Um, you've got a song called We Should Get Married on there, which is a really kind of like cool sort of fun little ditty. And I think the one for me that kind of I loved the most on first listen that I kind of went back to and went back to is a track called Neon Cowgirl. Just, you know, it's <clears throat> the whole record is just so them, I think, for me. Um, and it's, you know, I... I'm a huge fan of what they do. I think they're amazing. And I think that the fans over here love them. And I do not think there would be a better person to be headlining festivals over here, is my interpretation. So go and listen to Bigger Houses. It's probably going to feature very heavily in our end of year reviews, as or mine especially, for the top releases of this year. So then there's also been, talking of like Parmalee with their deluxe album, Megan Maroney and Carrie Underwood have both done deluxe albums this week. I've noticed you've been really good in terms of like all the graphics and kind of making things look very pretty on like the socials. Ryan, trying, trying to keep up with it. And then I think the other new releases that I spotted, Lady A with Love You Back, sounds like a very Lady A song. Kane Brown's released one called I Can Feel It. And one out of Canada, um, a guy called Chad Brownlee has released a track on Friday called The Country Kind. And it's actually his first release in about three years. And we will be chatting to him on Thursday. But the real (laughs) challenge is, so 20 years ago, he was drafted by the Canucks. So the challenge is to actually talk about music. And to me, not to kind of get too excited at interviewing someone who's been drafted by the Canucks. I'm sure you will do your best to do that. Um, and it's first because that's about, I was trying to work out when I actually lived in Vancouver. I think it was 2004 or 2005. I was actually living out there for a bit. So part of me is a bit like, oh, better not kind of get too excited. Well, we are hoping to uh, say we, we can pu- well pubcast Wembley Waycast. Well, it's not his Spurs, isn't it? Oh shit! So it'll be um, somewhere cast. I don't really like know somewhere back in back in Woking afterwards or something. I don't know. I don't know. Like I might might be easier to come meet you at Waterloo because it won't be as busy, kind yeah, of yeah. down there and stuff. Um, getting ready for the Bills hosting the Jags in two weeks' time. You're going to be at the Jags hosting the Falcons this week, uh, next weekend at Wembley. Um, And, yeah, I'll say I've got a few things coming up. Um, 
you're heading to home free. I'm heading to Wembley Arena to see Clint Black, uh, Brian Kelly, Tyler Rich, Alyssa Bonagura. Um, in fact, I haven't actually talked about probably the best gig of the year. I genuinely thought that like Kaylee Hammock and Sneal Arts would take some beat in. Then I saw Jackson Dean at the garage. Oh my god. We talked about it last time. It's like how like you're like, yeah, I get it. Um but he's he's the real deal and he is not going to be playing venues like that for very long. He is genuinely going to be kind of like that Luke Combs kind of, you know, next echelon very, very quickly. I did uh, say and- it after um, Albert Hall that he was very good there. And I he's got, he's got a new record. Time, I'll be able to look back and go, oh, I interviewed him on his first visit. It's that kind of thing, I feel like. There is a new record coming next year. And, you know... In terms of venue size in London, this ties beautifully. I didn't intend it to do it this way. But we've had really big, really, really big news for London in terms of live music in the last week. Um, Lambeth Council have given the Brixton Academy um, some terms that they will be able to reopen on the basis of doing some trial events which is huge. We've talked about this before. Brixton, you know, is massive. Um, Just under 5,000 capacity venue, something that we really need to have open. It has a massively detrimental effect to everything. The fact it's shut um, and it looks like they are kind of very, very close to getting that reopen on a trial basis. Um, Don't fuck it up. Don't put gigs that may cause trouble. Just make sure that venue gets open. Uh, it's such a great place to watch live music. It's really important for emerging artists as well because what basically happens is people that would play Brixton only have the opportunity to play um, Hammersmith. So they either have to go up or down in terms of capacity where London doesn't have kind of the variance like other cities around the world do. Um you know, bring these terms in, sort the shit out with security, you know, bring in the terms about what sort of gigs you don't want anywhere near that. Um, and we're all going to be sorted and it's going to make things a lot better for all of us next year. And the fact that, you know, on that sort of thing, we all know that Hardy wants to come and play for us next year. You know, Brixton Academy, Hamsmith Apollo, if you've got two options for someone like that to play, it helps everyone else a lot. Anyway, um, enjoy the Jacksonville Jaguars versus the Atlanta Falcons on Sunday. Sunday. So we've got a big week ahead of music and NFL. Or big few weeks of music and NFL. And we will next be with you for a live podcast. But for now, end podcast. This is Country in the UK, your country music podcast, 4,000 miles from Nashville.